we were talking about this right before we hit record, but I, then I hit me. We should talk about it on air because I think it's a huge problem that we should combat and talk about. In classes, now that I'm back in school 20-something years later, I am noticing that these teachers, every time somebody asks a question, after the teacher answers the question, every single one, it doesn't matter whether it was smart, dumb, or otherwise, they say, good question. And they just like leave it there every time. I'm like, but that, that last question was pretty dumb. So now I know you're lying. So uh, what I want to know is, how do all of you feel about lying teachers? <laughs> as long as they give me an A, I don't care what they say. <laughs> <laughs> They're lying about the A. <laughs> what if they too. are lying about that A? Yeah? As long as I get my little piece of paper that yeah, has the a box final check, grade. Uh, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> give, me, give me my piece of paper and let me go. Well, no, I mean, I get it, though, because it's like when you're a teacher, there are going to be a lot of people with a lot of what to you are really dumb questions because you already know all the answers to them. Well, yeah. Presumably. Um, smart. Right. Smart. But you got smart. As a teacher, you got to teach to like the students. The most common denominator. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you can't just teach to the ones that are like on your wavelength and get it because yeah. then you're going to leave all these people behind. So That's true. You know, it's, it's true. like. And I got I to gotta say, there's some low denominators in well, some of these classes. you know, it's like if you, if you are somebody who has a question, you're like, yeah, but what if it's a dumb one? And then somebody beside you asks a blatantly stupid question. Like, just really dumb. Mm -hmm. And the teacher's like, oh, good question. It's like, well, we all know that wasn't a good question, but the teacher's open to answering them. So, you know. Morgus Morgus, the third string center asking what page you're on. Yeah. So maybe less like, right. Maybe less like lying and more like just opening the door for, you know, people who need to be asking questions. Yeah, you're right. And I guess it's all in that same vein of improv, yes, and all that fun stuff, too, which I guess is good, but still, it's just, it's something I just noticed about this new snowflake generation we got coming up behind us, where I'm an old fart and all these young people got to be treated like they're special. You know how it is. Does that mean you're the lowest common denominator in your class? Yeah, I really am. (laughs) And the, the questions you ask your teacher follows up with... That was a great question. Every time it's that's a great question. I'm like, damn it, that wasn't a good question. <laughs> it's like when the teacher says it was a good question, you're like, oh, I'm the oh, one they're using no. to encourage the other students. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so next old. Time, next time you're in class, you ask a question, they go, that was a good question. You're going to go, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or if somebody else asks it, they say the same thing, you're going to start snickering at yourself. That was so stupid. <laughs> Oh it's my true. gosh! The next so time Matt, one of go ahead. sorry, I was gonna say the next time one of my like teacher or professor friends or whatever is just like, oh, you know, we're having a conversation. I ask something, they say, oh, good question. I'm really, like, mm-hmm. it's going yeah. to take everything I have in me not to start laughing at them. <laughs> just go. Was it? Was, was it? Was, it, was really? it a good question? Really? Don't you meet with a group of writers, Alicia? I do. I do. And. um uh, funny enough, the improv rules of yes and are a little backwards for what I do, uh, which hmm. is storytelling, um, like where you have to make essentially a plot that kind of evolves and, you know, picks up steam and stuff. But instead of yes and, the rules for continuing to evolve a story are yes, but no and. So you have... A situation, the character says, this is what I'm going to do. And it's like, does it work? It's like, to make the story move forward, you use no and consequences. Or you use yes, but unintended consequences. But it keeps the the ball rolling and, you know, trouble coming their way. I love that. That's actually pretty cool. I never knew that about uh, storytelling. That's really neat. Yep. But when you say it, it makes total sense in every single story I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So no, it sounds like your writers group should make it a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them um, do a writing blog called Write Owls, um, and I was on there for a little while, but just got busy with other things. But they're still Podcasts. putting, yeah, they're still <sighs> putting posts and blogs up. So 
So what is this blog? Say it one more time. Write Owls. Like writing, write owls instead of night So R-I-G-H-T-O-W-L? <laughs> W-R-I-T-E-O-W-L. Ah. That was a great question though, yes. Wes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for making me oh! yeah. Damn it. Thank you for making me have to like stop and think about how to, how it's spelled because it's not written down. <laughs> oh, that's funny. We were actually talking about that yeah. last week after we hit stop about how different people I was and thinking about that. The way they actually spell, whether you see the word or memorize letters and we see words. You yeah. and I, I think we spell the same way. You look yeah. at a word as a whole and whether or not that as image is correct. Yeah, yeah, the word is a picture, and it should be shaped a certain way. And if it's yep. not shaped that way, you know something's wrong. And when you have to actually say it out loud, there's no picture to copy. I know. Yeah. <gasps> so. All right. All right I, wait, before you go to Matt for okay. his uh, thing, there's one thing that we were supposed Monday to bring night. up. Well, no, there was something that we were supposed to bring up this episode that stemmed from last episode. Uh-oh. We were talking about TV uh-huh. show endings, and that this episode, oh my god, we were each going to name our best TV show endings. It has each. been a week. It has been a week. Oh, I wow. completely forgot. I am best glad you worst? remembered. Was it, it was supposed to be best? Best TV show endings. Everybody, take just a second because I know we all forgot except Casey. I mean, I know mine. My mind was easy. I knew what it was when I mentioned it last week. So take a second, think about it. And when you get one, say it out loud. Friends. Because Rachel loves Ross. <laughs> Does she, though? <laughs> That's how it ends. So, yes. Excellent. Spoilers. All but right. That was 20 year ago, years ago. So you've had time. You've had time. All right, I'm going to say um, Avatar The Last Airbender. I loved the way they ended that. Oh, fun. I still need to see that. I it's so good. I mean, I, it starts off with kind of a, I mean, it's an animated thing. So it starts off feeling kind of cartoony and for kids, but but they pretty quickly start developing the characters and get some really fantastic storytelling in that one. That's what I heard. Good world cool. building, too. So they oh, nailed fun. it. I've never watched it. Anime is just, I just can't do it most of the time. Not a fan. Yeah, it's just my, I don't know why. I wish I could because I hear great things like the best TV show ending, in your opinion. Well, it's it's definitely one of them, so yeah. It's honestly why I put it off so long because it is anime and it's just just, my least favorite thing. I just don't understand why I hate it, but I do. Well, man, like as a parent, I, any... You know, animated thing that is like intelligently put together and is well built and is really like, man, those are a godsend because there are a lot of dumb cartoons out there. Mm-hmm. There's <laughs> one with a tiger. Shit. <laughs> All right, Casey. Go, Wes. I want to hear yours before. Oh, I say you mine. know, you already know what mine is. What's yours? Yours is Scrubs, isn't it? I mean, yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I have a couple, but I got to go Sopranos. One? Sopranos. Ah, I agree. Just that. I oh, agree. Well, let's not spoil it. Never mind. No, definitely should not spoil that one. It had it also a very long time ago, so you had a chance to watch it. But the right. problem is, I actually just finished that show like two weeks ago. Yeah. So I have some sympathy for those of you who have taken your time, and if you have not watched it, Sopranos ended amazingly. But I, the other ones I have is most of Greg Schur stuff, like the good. Is it Greg Schur? The Good Place, Parks and Rec, The Office, yeah. those those All endings those. are always great TV show endings, yeah. too. I don't know. I didn't like the last season of The Office. Michael Schur. Because they got rid of uh, Scott. Yeah, yeah th- they, went, just, they went one season pooped. too long on that one. Yeah. That it does pooped. happen. Yeah. All right. Matt, hmm. tell us about your ending that's coming up in the next <laughs> hundred episodes or so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Age of Heroes. On Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Daylight Savings Time, we're live on Twitch running through Greyhawk in 5th edition D&D doing the Shackled City pod, uh, Adventure Path. The very mm-hmm. first Adventure Path ever written. Um, and then it goes to YouTube, and it does, in fact, go to podcast. Woohoo! There are, there are five episodes right now, and by the time this drops, hopefully 50 will be out. That's amazing. So, so people can actually binge your entire show yeah. now, mm-hmm. get yeah. caught up, and then they can jump in on Monday nights with you. Yeah, that'd be cool. We have a few regulars, like 
when I say few, th- few means three, and we actually have about two. That's pretty good. Um, You've tripled fun. your viewership in the last few weeks. All right. Yeah. Uh, but I will give a shout out to Cowart. I don't think he's missed a single episode, and he's always engaging, and he's always just having fun with us. So what it, a boost! It, it can be. It Maybe you should have him in on, as a guest one day. Don't I? You know, I have guest. <laughs> yeah. No, I really do. I do have guest ideas. I just don't know yeah. how to work that out. That's a yeah. murdering logistics. logistics problem. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's hard enough when you have one side, one person on the other side of the planet trying to record. Right. Yeah. And we've but got it's fun. coronal mass ejections headed our way. Who knows what's going to happen? Oh, oh crap. God. Not again. All right. So, last week, who would like to catch us up? I'll do it. Excellent. Karzug is trying to kill the fuck out of Volantre. <laughs> <laughs> um, we made it to the top of some stairs, went into a broom closet, and he just got fingered to death. All right, sorry. The, fi- <laughs> the finger of death. Is that what is? Is that the spell? Disintegrate. Oh, it was disintegrate. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And it hurt a lot. <laughs> Only for us to go to another room for a cloud kill to go off before we can even go through a door that had I don't know five giants surrounded by lightning and some normal looking woman who had a scimitar and something else. Lightning. But, yeah, but we lots of lightning. So we backed away from the cloud kill. We went around to the other side, and surprise, three more cloud giants and a 20-foot by 20-foot samurai giant thing that is now floating in the air over top of an incendiary cloud, looking very menacingly at either Hadassah or Volantre, who are just kind of out in the open. It'll be fine. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure it'll be fine. And that was basically the end of round one, so we're about to start round two. But before any of that can happen, another blue hologram appears south-southeast of Hadassah in a far-off corner, roughly 60 feet away from her. And he begins to cast a spell, and it is directed... At Hadassah. So this Wonderful. spell goes <laughs> off and it arcs towards you. And then your falchion that you have uh-huh. kind of like reaches up. And whatever energies were coming from that spell are absorbed and dissipated. Nice. Gone. And you can see from 60 feet away the rage on Karzug's face when he realizes that was not successful. She, um, she winks at him and gives him a little smirk. (laughs) Uh, That, however, is the end of round one. And now we are on to round two. And if if I remember right, I think Volantre goes first. Well, you tell us, Mr. Uh, DM. I was right. Volantre, right. it's your turn. So last round, I cast that incendiary cloud. Oh, that's what that is. And one of the clauses in it, it says, by concentrating, you can move the cloud as much as 60 feet each Woof. round. Ooh. So since I'm assuming that's an action, correct? To concentrate on a spell after I've cast it? Yeah, we talked about it briefly after recording last week. I think we landed on concentrating is a move action. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take that incendiary cloud and I'm going to now center it on the two giants to the south with the edge of the incendiary cloud encompassing Hadassah as well. Uh Uh-oh. That does mean she will take damage. But if I'm not mistaken, I think she has some resistance to fire. I do. I do. But what this should do is it should obscure from sight myself and Hadassah from giant samurai guy who was floating over top of the incendiary cloud as it was. All right. I have moved the cloud roughly the way you described it. That's exactly the way I looked. Right. That's exactly. So five feet away for myself and for Hadassah can get out of the cloud. So on my turn, the cloud does damage. It is a reflex save. Um, that is a t- DC 24 reflex. 
if you succeed, it's 13. If you fail, it's 26 points of damage. They both succeeded. I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> One and two take 13 points of damage. All right. How much did you say was the full? 26. 26. I am sure there's some sayings of like, ow, 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 get it off, get it off, and this brushing of embers. And okay. Wow. I'm not going to move from where I am at. You're just going to stand there? Okay. Correct. You still have an action, like a, a regular action, because that was a move, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I, because I'm in the cloud, I can't see. I can assume that the giant is, I guess I could attack that giant then, right? But if I move closer to the, here's, I'm just letting you all know <laughs> behind the scenes of Casey's head, if I move to attack the giant, it will be able to attack me. Where I'm at now, it has to find me to attack me. Eh, whatever. All right, I'm moving the five-foot step. Can I do a five-foot step and a move action? Yes. Okay. It's a move action. Now, if you were to actually move, then you cannot take a five-foot step, but move action. Yeah, you're good. I'll take the five-foot step towards where that giant was. Because I'm within five feet of it, I can now attack it with my attack, correct? Yes. Then I am just going to attack with my bite. We have power attack enabled along with arcane strike. And it's a miss. That must not have been a good roll. It was a two on the die, which is a 22. That means we are on to Cloud Giant, the Warden of Wind, number two, who is adjacent to Hadassah. And we ruled that within five feet, there's not really a problem with obscuring. So he is going to do a full attack action on Hadassah. And Hadassah will be murdered. <laughs> 39. No. Yes. 39. You hit. You, I, I, that hits? It hits, just barely, but it hits. Are you raging? Yep. Ooh. Okay. Oh, hey, raging. Guess what that means. Displacement. Yep, there's raging. So. Good remembering. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Remind me. On the D10, mm-hmm. when the tens place rolls a double zero... That's zero. Correct. Unless the other one's a zero, then it's a hundred. So a double zero with a three is a three. And I said last week, it's high unless I say differently. He misses. (laughs) So by a lot. (laughs) Man, and I've got to roll really high to hit you. (sighs) 30 will not hit. And a 29, I am betting, also does not hit. That is its turn. It's going to five foot step back towards his buddy. They're going to hold hands. (laughs) And Hadassah, it is your turn. Okay. Um, So if I stay in here, I will continue taking damage, correct? Yes. All right. She is going to step out of the cloud. I'm okay. Just, I'm going to scooch past Safi there just so we're not taking up the same spot. And um, she is going to cast a spell. So I am casting Mirror Image. Ooh. So Mirror Image, Displacement, a really high AC. <laughs> I mean, she's got a lot of hit points, but, you know, cloud giants will cut through that pretty quickly if they start hitting with any real regularity. So. Yeah, we All don't right. know what this other thing is that's coming towards us. All right, that's going to be a full eight extra images. Total of nine of you. Nice. Wow. Yep. That's bad for me. Good for you. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, end of your turn, Hadassah. Anything else? Um, can I can I step farther away from Safi so that he doesn't get hit if she gets hit? You can move however you want. Okay. I didn't want to. If I had already taken up um, all my move, I didn't want to. So, overstep. before you do that, okay, you stepped out of the cloud. Yep. And then you moved another five feet, correct? So you moved a total of ten. Yep. Number three is going to take an attack of opportunity. B12. 
because he has a 15-foot reach. Okay. Is this before or after the engagement of mirror image? It would have been before. Okay. Because it would have been when you moved into place before you cast that spell. Right. And that is probably going to hit. 42. Hits. All right. We've got to roll high here. Got to roll high here. 32. Miss. Yay, displacement. Okay, so as you move to that position, if you want to continue moving, feel free. Wherever you end your turn is where you will end. And then you will cast the mirror image spell. Okay. Alrighty. I'll just take another step over here. Mostly I just don't want Safi to get caught in anything that comes her way. She's about to be the only visible target, so... Oh, and by standing there and casting a spell, you would provoke another attack of opportunity. Okay. But they don't have uh, okay. combat reflexes. Good, good. So you're all right. Yeah, all right. However, number three, it is now his turn. And he's a little, little frustrated right now. Yep. There's lots of Hadassahs around. Yeah. <laughs> so. There's a bunch of Hadassahs. You're blurred anyway. Yep. It's just one big blurry block. Yep. Rolling rocks over here, though. (laughs) She she says, have you ever considered that you might need some giant glasses? (laughs) 43 on the hit, but a 13 on the (laughs) displacement. Oh, my God. That's a miss. And the last one is going to be really close. That is a... Probably not close enough. That's a 31. Yep. Uh, I was thinking that would be a little off. Uh, He's a little frustrated, and he just starts swinging wildly, and sparks fly as his morning star smashes into the stone wall. Safi, we're back to you. How high is the ceiling? 80 feet. Okay. And the cloud's only 20 feet tall. So I can see this floating uh, samurai giant Yes, above the cloud? Mm -hmm. He's only 30 feet up. There might be some obscuring stuff, but before the cloud moved, you definitely saw him. Can I do any kind of uh, knowledge? Oh, absolutely. Do a knowledge check. What would you like? Uh, Knowledge badassery. Okay. I have plus 700 in that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is one of those knowledge local roles. So give me knowledge history. All right. It's uh, <laughs> funny. Uh, 38. Wow. What's one of those secondary skills that you just dump everything into? Yeah, nice. That's going to give you a fair chunk. Apparently, when Safi was hanging out at the library, you <laughs> came across a book. <laughs> And you dove into it. Nothing else really caught your attention while you were there, but you read about a race of creatures called rune giants. Rune These are giants. specifically grown giants developed by Karzug to command and lead his army of giants and lamias. Are they from the plain of Ling? They are not. They're from our our They are too. material plane and but they are created they can command other giants, basically like a charm monster sort of thing. They control other giants. That's what they are developed to do. They are also immune to cold, electricity, and fire. Cold, electricity, and fire. Okay. Immune. Do they have spell resistance? Apparently not. Excellent. All right. Um, let's move a little bit. 20, 25, 30, 25, 40. Okay. So, so just, if you don't mind, just for clarification, you said that the samurai thing is a rune giant? Rune, are you any? Yes. Immune to fire, lightning, and... Fire and ice! Cold, electricity, and fire. Cold. So can I ask why he flew over my incendiary cloud? Couldn't see. Okay. I yell that out loud. Yeah, immune to cold lightning and fire. Don't use it. It won't work. 
Oh, Hadassah, there's, there's none of you. Much more beautiful than ever. I love. And I'm going to run up to uh, the rune giant and cast a spell. Would you please give me a will save? If, if you can see me, I'll cast a fin. I'm going to cast a fencefully. I can just be careful. Okay. No. Um, uh, he is 30 feet up. Does that affect you? Um, how tall is he? Like his feet are 30 feet up? His feet are 30 feet up because he was getting above the incendiary cloud. Okay, I'm going to adjust my plan for just a second. (laughs) You know, I've been wanting to try the spell and this looks like the perfect time to do it. I cast Holy Word and really the biggest thing that it gives us I mean it does a lot of crap but a lot of it's redundant it won't stack with what we already have but holy word is a 40 foot radius burst that I'm sorry holy aura no holy word holy aura uh 20 foot radius burst I'll have to move first You cannot see Volantre. I have been reading the wrong thing. So it's it's just going to be me and Hadassah because I feel like Volantre's got a lot of the stuff that would be added to it anyway. And he is obscured, so he's already got a little bit. Of course, Hadassah is almost impossible to hit at this point. So... 20-foot radius burst centered on me. It lasts a round per level, so it's going to last 16 rounds. Uh, she and I both get a plus four deflection bonus to armor class, plus four resistance bonus to saving throws, a protection from evil effect, spell resistance 25, and any time an evil creature succeeds on a melee attack against a creature warded, by Holy Aura, the offending attacker must, is blinded unless they make a fortitude save. So that's Just it. so you know, none of my AC is deflection bonus. You don't have rings or anything? We're level 16. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't, okay. Volunteer doesn't need it. I have no. Oh, I've got plus two deflection, so my armor class goes up by two. Um, my, I already have ridiculous resistance uh, it doesn't help that so I get SR25 I get plus 2 armor class uh, I've already got protection from evil permanently but spell resistance and if we either one of us are attacked they must make a will is that will or fort? deflection Fortitude. bonuses don't save correct? they don't they or don't they stack, don't stack. sorry not yeah. save uh, sorry. they'll supersede so if you have plus 3 you'll get plus 4 instead okay alright fortitude save okay so yeah, she and I are both protected, and I couldn't quite make it out to get to all three of us. But I can it's cast it. I can, I can cast it again. So just in case. All right. Anything else, Mister Safi? Nope. I almost did right here. Cool. 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 That means we're on to Warden Number One, who can see and feel and touch Volantre, who doesn't have a big beefy resistance bonus. Deflection bonus. I have a quick no. question. Is that I'm fiery too. mass, is that obscuring vision also? Yes. Okay, like a fog cloud? Yes. Yeah. Can't use that one anymore. Did that hit the floor? It did. That first swing is a miss. Ooh, second swing is a... Who gives a crap? <laughs> That's a great roll, but it ain't high enough to hit a Volantre. I'll tell you what. He's I a little frustrated. At least one of Hadassa, the attacks that hit Hadassah would have hit the Volantre. Yeah. <laughs> that... And then he is going to five foot step to his right, putting him half in and half out of this cloud. And he makes a motion that Volantre, actually none of you can see. Then it is now the Warden of Runes' turn. 
Sorry, Matt room. was flipping everyone off. Oh, I the parrot covered inside, flipping the pirate off. I forgot the joke. I just remember the punchline. Sorry. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> and that's when I bought the horse of prostitute. Okay. The rune giant is going to step down 35 feet and place himself into the incendiary cloud. That's when he sees Volantre. I'm guessing because vision is obscured, I don't get an attack of opportunity, right? Not until he's right up against you. Yeah. And he would be right up against you, like, unless you, do you have 10 foot range? No. Yeah, then you wouldn't get an attack there anyway. I'm going to roll a cast defensively check. It's not a one. He succeeds. He is going to cast a spell on you, Valentre. I need you to give me a will save. 28. You succeed. Yes. You hear inside your head telepathically dismiss the cloud. But you ignore it. But now you're sort of flanked there, buddy. Yeah. Sort of flanked or actually flanked? Yeah. There's a big difference there. You're you're definitely flanked, and it's about to be real bad on Volantre over there, you guys. It might actually be in your best interest to dis- to dissipate the fiery. And then the blue figure from across the room. I need to bring him into view so you guys can see it. There, that's where he is. Southeast corner. Unfortunately, with where you are located, he can't really see anybody. All he can see is a giant cloud of incendiary mass. Then maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So he is going to cast a spell, and it is going to lay right over the top of Volantre. And it is going to match this incendiary cloud, except this one's cloud kill. But it will It'll get hit everything all of inside giants. of it, right? Like he gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what's inside the incendiary cloud, so. All right, so Volantre, you are going to need to give me a fortitude save. Yeah, I know. I know. That's actually good. Uh, 31. You succeeded. What, do I take two points of constitution damage now? Take one point of constitution damage. One second. Something happens off screen that you don't know about. I just want to make sure I'm keeping track with this. Off screen to the north, to the south, or to the (laughs) east, or to the west? You don't know. Straight up. (laughs) You don't know. Maybe it's right on top of you and you just can't see them. You don't know. Things are getting hairy for you guys. There's a cloud kill. There's an incendiary cloud. There's multiple giants surrounding Volantre about to murder a big blue bear. And Volantre, it's your turn. I'm in a pickle. You're, I would say a pickle is appropriate. Um, Dude, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't see anything outside of the obscuring cloud either. All right. So is there any way I can do some sort of knowledge check to determine whether or not teleportation inside of the occlusion field will succeed or fail. You have not tried it yet. I think trial and error is the only way to figure that out. Because you guys flew up to the doors, if I remember right. That is correct. Okay, I'm going to move just straight west and I assume that will provoke an attack of opportunity because at least from the big guy because I will be in within five feet from him every single step so when you are moving so by moving that far you give up your defenses on the first square so both of them will get an attack okay this is the first one the warden of wind misses miserably like almost hits the other rune giant he missed so poorly the rune giant on the other hand Four to five. That's a hit. I thought it might be. That's a really low roll. That is 34 points of damage. 34 is low? Correct. Okay. 
Well, once I get to about where I'm at there, that's 5, 10, 15, I shoot straight up, what? I shoot straight up into the air, which is another 65 feet. So you look like the Millennium Falcon as it shoots out of the second Death Star right as it explodes. Exactly. (laughs) And I do not dismiss the uh, incendiary cloud. It's still going to hit those giants. That 80 feet that I just moved is one move action, so I still have one additional action left. I am not concentrating on the cloud at all. That means the cloud will continue to roll away from you, right? Correct, it will. So since you moved it a specific direction, it is going to move, it is going to continue moving in that direction, which was this way. It was moving to the south. We Correct. It. So it's going to continue rolling to the south. And now we have an overlap here of the two clouds. And I assume that now when I'm traveling up, did I leave the cloud kill? Yes, the cloud kill mirrored it perfectly. 20 by 20 by 20. And so now I am in the sky 65 feet above. Since the cloud moved, only number two is going to, I guess, take the 66 damage if they succeed on, if they fail on the reflex save. Yes. Um, 24 on the reflex. And he fails. Uh, takes 26 points of damage. And then I grow in size to be 10 by 10. Is that a free action? No, that's a, a cast a spell. It don't, 80 feet of movement is my fly speed. Oh my god. Yeah, that's my natural fly speed. So I'm right. casting Evolution Surge Greater, which gives me some points, and I grow to large size and something else which I have to choose. Very nice move there, Volantre. Now nobody knows where you are. Well, the Rune Giant does. He's half in, half out. Wait, I can take a swift action too, can't I? If all you did was move standard, yes. It's a swift action to activate the invisibility ring, right? Or is that a full action? That's a standard. It should be a standard, standard action. action. Standard. Never yeah. mind. Dang it. Wrong game. Never mind. I am done. Beautiful move, Elantre. Got yourself out of that pickle. So the number two, it's his turn. He's going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I think I messed up some of the counts there, but we're close enough. Uh, and then he's going to take a half step to the right to get out of both clouds. Hadassah, your turn. So I'm kind of torn. I have this spell that I took back when I created the character that was just... I took it because it was thematically appropriate, and it would be perfect for our samurai guy. But I'm ar- I've already closed for a full attack with this giant number three in front of me. (sighs) Decisions. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take the full attack since I'm already here, and it's probably the more efficient choice for dealing out damage anyway, but maybe I'll get to use that spell later in the fight. We'll see. And you have uncovered one of the glaring deficiencies of Pathfinder, the full attack action versus anything cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Do it. All right. Full attack action. Here Do it. Go. And I've got a plus two for that giant's vein still, correct? Yep. Yes, plus so. two and two D6. All right. First one hits 43. Yes, that is a hit. One. 36. Yes, that is a hit. Fourth one, or sorry, third one is a critical that hits 35. That hits. So that, remind me, that one was a critical. And the last one, 26. Miss. Okay. So Three hits, one. one so two regulars, one critical. All right, everybody take a break while she figures out damage. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'll be right back. Remind me, I'm, I'm very 5e brain. Can you move, cast, and move? I don't believe so. I think technically you have to do one action in the next. Then the other. I wish it was a pull of move. Yeah, that's... But... I think Wes is kind of generous and probably is okay with it. Right, Wes? He was asking, can you, like, if you've got 40 feet of movement, can you move 20, take an action, then take the other 20? I think technically from the rules, you can't, right? You cannot. That's a 5e thing. Yep. 5e, and I think 2nd edition Pathfinder has that as well. No, I said, but you were very generous, so you (laughs) might let it slide. I mean, no. (laughs) 
No, that's a big one for Pathfinder. It's the you can either move or not, and then you do something. Yeah, I definitely like that in 5e where you can move, do something, move. Yeah, you can. Because there are feats in first edition like to do that. that allow you to do. Yeah, spring attack and a um, few other things. Will you make me 10 by 10? I can't increase my size. That sucks. But for those listening, the other evolution that occurred is the scales on the dragon seem to just like double up over themselves. DR? No. Increased AC? Yes. Well, so much for hitting you. I didn't get the Holy Aura bonus. <laughs> God. That would get you really close to 50, wouldn't it? Uh, if I had the Holy Aura, it's plus four, right? Yeah. With what I just did, I would be at 49. God. And I sent you a message and... No, I didn't hit send. <laughs> I sent you a message in Discord. And Alicia's ready. She's yep. giving us a thumbs up. Yep. All right. Um, it takes 119 points of damage. Did you do your uh, Bane damage? I did. All right. Did you do it twice? No, three times. Three times. Yep. <laughs> wow. Just wait, 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 wait. And he is not feeling great. He says, ow, ow, ow. No, really, that last one, big ow. Nicely done, Hadassah. Didn't kill a giant in one round, but you got real close. <laughs> Anything else you would like to do before my creatures just dissipate? Uh, no, no, that'll be fine. No, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, "Ow, ow, ow!" And now he's gonna turn around and hit you back. Okay. Ha <laughs> ha! My turn. Miss. <laughs> he's narrating. Remember, she has four more AC. No wait. No. Nah. Some more AC. Thirty-one. Oh, no. yep. And a five. Yeah. He is confused, frustrated, angry, and just like out of frustration takes a five foot step forward. Safi, your turn. All right, can I see behind the rune giant, as in behind, in, in, in reference to me, can I see the area behind? Could I target the area behind him? Um, you could draw, let me draw a straight line here. And I want it to snap to a corner, please. Thank you. Can you see this line? Yeah. Anything that this line does not touch that circle, you can. So you can only see the wall behind him. So I can't see through the legs of this 30-foot giant? Well, it's the uh, the cloud kill or incendiary cloud that's blocking your vision. How, that's all. How about from this square here? Let's check that out. Okay. From there, yes, you can get behind him into... One of those four squares behind you, no problem. Okay, you just have to get through and around all of those giants. Yeah, um, I've got an ability called Dimensional Hop, so I can basically teleport back here as part of my movement action. So I walk ten feet and teleport seventy. Okay, that is a teleportation effect. Yes, uh, probably. Let's double check. I was about to try that, and I decided not to. Well, mine isn't as critical. If it doesn't work, I just move 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. Mine, I lose all my actions for the rest of the turn. Tele it says you can teleport. So it doesn't say specifically, but that very specific word. Yeah. It's teleportation must. <laughs> yeah. Teleport, 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 teleport. I might be going to the land fling. You might. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Here's my notes. Hey, but I can see all of this, so I'll know if mine works later. Can you see invisible? Oh, no. Dang it. <laughs> the farther we go into this, the more I feel like those goggles were an excellent investment. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this should never come off. I mean, can I hear Safi? <laughs> like, slug, 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 slug yeah. of the boom, boom, mug. Boom. Then it just gets quiet, and all of a sudden it's all the way over there. I heard him shuffle his feet I can for assume. 10. And the, the 70 feet of teleportation winded him, so he's like... <gasps> <gasps> No, you hear nothing except for like a vague sloshing sound from the far, the far hallway. <laughs> so Safi, yes. wherever you have to move in order to be able to see, you cast your spell. And like a dead battery in a car, the ignition makes no noise. It just doesn't go off. It fizzles in place. In that case, I'm going to finish my movement and get the hell out of there. Uh, well, you moved... I still have movement left. 
Then you cast a spell. It wasn't. It's not casting a spell. It's part of my move action. It's part of your move action. Then you are fine. Cool. Um, I am gonna walk over beside Hadassah and give her blessings of the faithful and encase her in a golden shimmering armor that gives her plus two to her armor class for three rounds. And that's a, the radiant bonus, right? A, yeah, it's a holy bonus or whatever. It's a stacks with everything it's stacks, bonus. It's a stacks with everything bonus. Yay! So. That is something very interesting you guys just learned. <laughs> no teleport. I could teleport. Here, I'm sure they Safi just learned. <laughs> I just yelled it. <laughs> it not work. All right. Now it is Warden's number one. It is their turn. And they're like, ow, ow, ow. I'm done with this. I'm moving down the hallway. And then the rune giant turns around, glares at him, and orders him back into battle. So he moves over here. It's a double move to kind of put himself into position. And as he does so, he kind of floats up about 20 feet. I'm going to write 20 there in that circle so I can remember he is 20 feet up. Oh, that's what that 65 was that you overwrote my. Yep. Yeah, I was keeping count of how many rounds were left for my. Oh, sorry. It's a Jerry Cloud. So sorry. Sorry, I got to take care of Now it is the Warden of Runes' turn. And he activates an ability. And then he air walks up. No, he's going to step. Oh, you're way up there. So he's going to walk under you through the clouds. He's going to squeeze past over here. That will provoke an attack of opportunity from Hadassah as he moves to the other side to flank Hadassah with his good buddies. Okay. Oh, there went that plus two to AC. <laughs> Alright, I rolled a 15, so that is a critical, and that is gonna hit. That's gonna hit a AC 43. That will hit. Okie dokie. He looks a little shocked as you make contact. He's, Im- he's immune to electricity. He is. <laughs> <laughs> took me a second. Yeah, it took me a second. Yeah. I want fire, which he's immune to as well. <laughs> All right, that's going to be 68 points of damage. He just cut his big toe off. Did you use the bank? No. Thank you for reminding me. Well, I, I, I hesitate <laughs> to say something because I don't want to, like, for you on no, your no. time. But... No, no, please say something. Uh, that's another nine points of damage. Give me the total one more time, please. Uh, hold on. I think it's 72. Because I, I forgot. I thought it was 77. Was it 68 and nine? Square the thirteen. Right, sixty-eight, and then another nine. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Who's paying attention? <laughs> Very good. And you hear Volantra yell, "Somebody come over here so I can cast a badass spell on you." <laughs> Why would I be yelling that? No. Uh, did I say Volantra? I <laughs> said I meant Karzu. I was like, what? Yells about casting a spell <laughs> and get over here. Oh, is he still sitting over I want to bite your knees off. Yeah, he's still. There. We don't know that, but. Volantre, we're back to you, man. And you're floating 65 feet in the air. I am. And I hear Karzug yell at me. And I look down and I see him. And I decide to just book it out of there. Oh, he can't. Wait, he can see you? Because you're up in the air. Oh, well, in that case, uh, I forgot you were in the air, even though I said it like four seconds ago. Um, I'm just going to draw the line to make sure he can actually see you because he is locked in position. He can. Oh, yeah, especially since you're big size now. All right, give me a fortitude save. Oh, hey, being large made that save better. But a two on the die will not make it any better. That's a 19. That will be a fail. And you recognize that green ray Uh, arcing in your direction. And you will take... Oh, my God. 149 points of damage. Jeez. All right, so you see the Eidolon, the blue dragon. As the beam hits it, it just opens up, and it misses the Eidolon entirely. And you just see, like, you know, I don't know if you've seen Dragon Ball Z, but, like, the special beam cannon, it just, boom, just the beam straight hits Volantre, the human, directly just 
I guess, on the chest or something, and you just see a big wound appear. He's still standing, but it hit the human inside only. How's the human inside doing? Um, On a scale of like one to about 85. <laughs> well, it's, uh, let's just say he's about a quarter of the way that he should. He's, he's feeling about... <laughs> Twenty-five percent to what he should be feeling. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. Oh, that was a smack in the face. And now it's your turn, Valentre. All right. Oh God, that 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 changes my plans. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. That would change anybody's plans. <laughs> but I can't do anything about it. Look at all those sixes. Oh my God, wow. that's a good roll. It's a real good roll. Nine. You know what? In celebration of that roll. I was going to say, does Kargazoo get a hero point? (laughs) (laughs) 40d6. Oh my gosh. All right. Volantre is going to book it out of there. And by book it out of there, he's going to charge the rune giant and pounce. All right. Do you have improved pounce? I do not. He's going to take that attack. You mean improved charge, right? Okay, it's same thing, right? <laughs> oh, that's a good roll. Oh, that's a real good roll. In that case, the power of Caden Kalian compels you. Reroll that for me, please. Wes, at a minus one. Okay. You had to do it before you know the result, right? I don't know, but I'm doing it anyway. That one's not as good, but it's close. Nah, it's gonna be a mess. Yeah. I know. With the original, I event- think. No, not even close. Yeah, not with not with Volantre's uh, attack. Oh, and but number you know, three is like, gonna get an attack. Wait, I was well. sixty-five feet in the air. Number three's not gonna be able to hit yeah. me, probably. But you're pouncing and you're kind of going. Yeah, no. Square the hypotenuse. And it, he has a huge range. Oh, he does have fifteen foot range. It's okay, fifteen yeah. foot range. All right. Number three can swipe at me as I'm going. Miss. I have to roll a twenty to hit you, pretty much. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is great. Um, okay, so it starts out with the gore. I am not power attacking, so this is plus 27 on my attack. Okay. The first roll is an 18. Miss. I'm done. Bye, guys. <laughs> that's that's a 45. 45 will hit. So since I am now large size, it's a 1d8 instead of a 6. And that is max damage, 28 points of damage with my horn. Now it's going to be claw number one. That's a... 40 total to hit. 40 hits. That is going to be a 26 for damage. 37 to hit for claw number two. 37 misses. I cannot get my rand on any of these mother... (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you really feel there, buddy. Uh, Does a 38 hit for my final bite? It does. And of course I roll... Oh, that's a seven. That's not a one. Okay, good. Uh, That is 35 points of damage for my bite. Very, very nice. That's a chunk of damage. He ain't too happy about that. Why did you not listen to me earlier? It is now number two's turn. Oh, uh, nobody's in your cloud. However, it will continue drifting to the south. Five, ten. It's headed directly for Karzug. There's a trail of blood from where I was at in the air to where I am now. (laughs) Good chance it's a trail of dust. Disintegrating all your guts. Jeez. Right? <laughs> That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damn damage. Like, even for Hadassah, that would be a lot of damage. Number two is looking for a place to stand. And yet, there are clouds of death everywhere. Yes, there are. And mine's almost out of the way now. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, I didn't roll Karzuk's cloud. Let me do that. I don't think anybody was in either of them last turn, so... It was there, so that is going to be 510. Rolls to the north. It's going to be on number two now that he has moved. He is within 15 feet of Hadassah, and he's going to do one vital strike. And he rolls a one. Critical fail. <laughs> oh, no. That's gr- that's so bad, Wes. <laughs> Hadassah, it's your turn. Excellent. Okay. All right. So the smart play would be to 
continue laying out damage on the giant in front of me, but um, I really want to use this spell. Like, when, uh, when else am I going to get to do this? So, If you cast um, that spell, you will have three attacks of opportunity well, coming I'm on Well, I'm going to move first. <laughs> okay. So. If you move much more than five feet, three attacks of opportunity will hit you. Am I taking three attacks of opportunity If you fight, anyway? if you... Unless yeah, you cast defensively. Okay. Do I need to change anything other than to, than to say I am casting defensively? Correct. Then you will just have to roll your concentration check. Okay. And then if you succeed on the concentration check, the spell goes off normally. If you fail, you lose the spell. And did Hadassah have a skill about a skill about casting defensively, or was that just... No, uh, I have a skill about hurting other people who are casting defensively. <laughs> right. uh, Hadassah, I do have to ask you yes. one other question. Are you wearing your goggles right now? Uh, yes, she was wearing them when she came in the room. Okay, thank you. She might have put them up, but things got hairy pretty fast. I don't think you should ever <laughs> take them off. Not while we're in here. So you cast defensively. All right. We do not get attacks of opportunity, and all of the giants, a single tear rolls down their cheek. (laughs) Okay. So I took this spell uh, when I made the character because it was thematically appropriate, but I didn't know if I'd actually get to use it. But it's called Runic Overload. And this spell charges. That sounds appropriate. Yeah, this spell charges magical runes to an explosive degree. Um, if cast on a creature with magical runes on its body, such as a rune giant or a rune-scarred creature, it deals 1d6 points of sonic damage per caster level to the target and stuns the target for one round. 50. Um, let's see, when the spell is cast in this way, it must overcome the target's spell resistance. And I have no idea how that works. You'll have to walk me through it. A success- Doesn't have spell resistance, you're fine. Woohoo! A successful will save halves the damage and negates the, s- the stun effect. So that's 16d whatever. Six, I believe. Well, are you a 16th level caster? Okay, so I was actually a little bit confused on this. Okay, never mind. Um, so for a Blood Rager, the spells kick in at fourth level. It, that doesn't matter. The Blood okay. Rager is your caster level. Okay. All and right. Do you only have Blood Rager? Yes. Yeah. I had I had checked levels. with things like Ranger where it said the caster level didn't start until the spells started, but I didn't see any like clauses like that on the Blood Rager. So. No. So it's the full sixteen levels. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Right. Um, this doesn't have any splash damage to those around it, right? Uh, nope, nope. It literally just takes the runes that are on the rune giant and makes them blow up. Wow. Then, yes, you, I, I'm very excited <laughs> that we actually get to use the spell. That's actually really Yay. fucking cool. I'm That's so amazing. Excited. And you could potentially do 16d6 points of damage. Yes. I need to get a will save. You are within 25 feet plus five per two levels. It is one creature, it is instantaneous. Alrighty then, uh, I'm gonna do a will save and we'll see what happens. Roll low. <laughs> what was the w- will DC? <laughs> what is the DC? Okay. Uh, before you tell me, I'll go ahead and let you know it was a 33 on the save. Okay, that almost assuredly made it, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He yes. is very willful, but you get to roll 16d6 still. Which is still Then you fine. half it. But he's not stunned. Yeah. Did you do that to the rune giant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yes. the only she could do it yes. to. That's why I was like, wait, that's a rune giant? Yes, Yay. Hadassah went, I know what this is. <laughs> and it fits so thematically with Hadassah being from the Thessalonian and being aware of these things. And I love it. It just works out great. I'm thrilled. I really was hoping I'd get to use this eventually. Does the rune giant look blooded? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, do rune giants bleed? Very much so. In fact, this <laughs> one is quite profusive. Has anybody hit, have any of the giants hit Hadassah in the last couple of rounds? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not in the last few rounds. She's got damage, though. She's well, I, it's the holy aura that had to do some real saves to be blinded. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking her deflection and blur and all that is actually going to save them <laughs> right. from being blinded. Yeah, which that's okay. 
As long as they're missing, it's the same difference, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely, for sure. Wow, this is such a cool spell. This is from the Pathfinder Player Companion, The Giant Hunter's Handbook, released in 2014. Almost 10 years ago. All right. So the total oh, was 70, so half of that is 35 points of damage. So the Lantre right in front of you, all of the runes on him just start popping like fireworks. Popcorn. <laughs> yep. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Number three now gets to do his attacks. And he is flanking Hadassah, so he gets to add two to all of his rolls. Or he could focus on Volantre, but I think they've given up on Volantre. 37, 37 on Hadassah. Miss. Miss. And miss. That's yeah. what I like to hear. Hey, boss, we can't hit her. Safi, your turn. So you said the Arun giant is looking pretty rough. Yeah. Do you want to heal him? Well, for me? I was gonna, I was gonna do something, but I think <laughs> at this point, since he's so quote almost done, it might be a waste. So I will um, reach out and touch someone, and Volantre is going to get 150 hit points back. Nice, and he's right there in front of you. There you go. Good job. Good, good doggy. <laughs> Thank you. And the rune giant points at you. I see. Oh no. Is that it, Safi? Uh, yeah, I think it's best off if I stay close to these guys. Yes. And number one is going to hold. That was me using my uh, my cup to re to regain one spell a day, just FYI. Excellent. Alright, now I get to do something really cool. Cooler than disintegrating half or three quarters of Volantre? <laughs> I think it's cooler, I will say. This is a thing called Spark Shower. He's going to take a standard action and cause a shower of sparks to erupt out of one of the runes on its body. So they've gone pop, 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 and they're exploding all over the place and they damage him and it's like bam, 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 bam. Like a guy getting shot in a movie where there's no bullets but he's still reacting to it. <laughs> he is just going to continue doing that and shower you in sparks. It is a 30-foot cone directly in front of him, so it'll hit all three of you and a couple of giants, but who cares about those guys? Out of curiosity, because I'm so big, do I block it from hitting Safi? No. Not how that works, unfortunately. Yeah, it was an excellent try. I'm actually just as wide as you are, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reflex saves from each of you. Oh, crap. 30 even. Success. What was that, Matt? 30. You also succeeded. Safi, very nimble. How about Hadassah? 23. Fail. You will take... This is the fire damage roll. 44 points of fire damage. So if you're immune to fire, it doesn't bother you. If you made the save, you take 22 points of fire damage. If you failed the save, cough, cough, Hadassah, cough. Mm -hmm. 44 points of fire damage. Now, this is the electricity damage and you will take 48 points of electricity damage Hadassah so that is a total of 92 points of damage do we take any electricity yes everybody will also if you made the save you'll take 24 if you're immune it doesn't bother you but those sparks just come out like a firework cracker thing just and uh, it's like a it's like a Metallica concert where things just start exploding on stage, and you are showered in these sparks. And he's like, "Ha ha, take that!" Ouch. And he would like to move the f out of the way. <laughs> uh, as a move action, he's going to reach into his belt and pull out a potion. Does that provoke? I, d- I don't think so. But if somebody would like to look that up, please correct me. Love for that. Is it drinking? Yeah. Is it using the item provoking? But it's, it's one of the retrieving other. it isn't. Yeah. And now Hadassah 
with your glasses of true seeing, your goggles that let you see things, there is a creature floating above the fray. He appears just above the incendiary cloud as if he's just kind of floating in and observing the battle. It looks like a giant bear with pincers, a razor sharp tail, and claws that would put Volantre to shame. But he just seems to be watching and observing. And we'll pick up right here next week. Hmm. You say a giant bear creature with claws? Now, dude, and a razor sharp tail. Dude, you said you weren't going to use the crit card with the bear. Rocks and Rune Lords is a production of Back Patio Network. Rise of the Rune Lords and Pathfinder are trademarked and property of Paizo. This episode of Rocks and Rune Lords is brought to you by Roll20. Be sure to check them out on Roll20.net. Check out our website at BackPatioNetwork.com. If you like this podcast, please rate it five stars, leave a review, spread the word to your friends, or even join our Patreon and you can get early access. If you need to talk to us, join our Discord. The links are on the website to join. As always, thank you very much for listening. This is Casey. You all have a wonderful night.